Well, we're here with another mini episode of Behind the Studio Door. This is producer Chris Lindstrom, and I'm here to kind of intro this episode. Um, I always kind of found it interesting to talk to talk to people about how they met their significant other. I know my story is weird and odd. I met my wife curling. What? Somebody, <laughs> somebody brought somebody brought her to curling, who I was playing on a team with, to meet me, and I had no idea it was. I had no idea it was happening That's until amazing. we started making faces at each other through the curling, uh, through the warm room. Cause she was in there and just started making faces at me. Just, just good old nature. Yeah. That's how it is. Just making faces through the, across the curling. Yeah, sending room. signals. Yeah. Sending with your signals. Face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and you know, we've kind of, uh, you know, when we've been talking about talking offline and with the podcast network, um, both of you kind of mentioned that podcasting is, the way you originally met. Yeah. I'm just really intrigued about that because that's something we found as a community is it does bring people together. Sure does. Um, but this is a very different kind of that. Yeah. So I was interested in like what kind of a podcast was it and how did that like first meeting go? Yeah. So you want to, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, absolutely. It. So it was actually a podcast network um called anchor that's now anchor.fm which is like a whole a whole platform now it's spotify for podcasters now it's spotify for podcasters because they gave them the seven figure deal everything gets absorbed everything yeah. gets absorbed and that's the yep that's the episode <laughs> <laughs> thanks for watching <laughs> everything is absorbed <laughs> relationships huh shrug absolutely um but when anchor was first starting out it was you know kind of a weird little brainchild mixture of things so it was like a podcasting network but it also was almost like your own personal radio show where you could send voice memos to each other and then oh cool highlight them on your feed so it was like very interactive and we were talking we met through that network yeah. and we were both on opposite ends of the country, but having our own podcasts on that platform. Yeah. It was unique and different at the time, which is, it's strange that it was so addicting and it's, it's weird that it went away. It got absorbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like well, it's and that be... moment in time was only about three months or something like yeah. that. So, where so it was in that format. So for the techie nerds, the specifics of the platform basically was that you could do a five minute segment and then put music in between those segments. So it's like you're a radio jockey kind of situation. Everybody, every user was like a, had a station mm-hmm. and people could send voice messages to each other, but it, it was free flowing. So you could take that voice message and put it on your station. Like there wasn't actually a private message platform and it quickly became a community where people were sharing like welcome messages and and uh, uh, little snippets of like, hey, little little immediate feedback of someone's five minute segment of like, oh yeah, I also care about mental health. I also care about this topic and that topic. Yeah, and I gotta say, it's fascinating when you're talking about these platforms as they're evolving and eventually become too commercial to be what they were when people loved them the yeah. most. Uh-huh. And it's not the hugest audience that loved it the most, but the people that were on them like identified with what it was at the time. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about like, you know, the, you know, Tumblr in its earlier days oh where God, like, yeah. Tumblr is the wild West. Yeah. Like it was the most extreme of everything, but the communities that grew out of there were like 
so vibrant that they almost blinded you with intensity right. <laughs> because it was this microcosm of all these intense communities. And there's something special about these technological communities that grow because it hit this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that you mentioned that, like, because it was a different version of social that it gave you the opportunity to meet somebody in a way that you wouldn't have in any other platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was literally a four month window of time. I think otherwise we would not have met. Never would have met ever. I, I so I got on the platform because I was just incredibly lonely in my life and, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to start talking. I had done therapy and I just realized the benefit of being able to just talk my stuff out loud. And so it was amazing to then find this platform and have stuff that I could talk about. I started talking about mental health and my life and figuring stuff out, et cetera, et cetera. And essentially uh, I, I met you on through the mutual networks that we were a part of. And I sent you a voice message just casually. It was not with any kind of intent of whatever. I mean, I liked your voice. Yeah. I liked like what you were talking about. I mean, we were both talking about mental health and then we had very similar music tastes. So we were yes. like bonding over mental health and like pop punk yeah. music. So trauma, bu- <laughs> trauma bonding and music bonding. <laughs> um, no, but we really connected over those ideas and we got to voice message back and forth. And then we had a conversation basically well, where I, before, I interviewed you. <laughs> before the interview conversation though, this is what happened. He sent me a, a pitch basically, but like a friendly pitch. I don't know. It was just like he was trying a new thing, right? With your creative business. And you were like writing little jingles, basically like yes. music for people's podcasts. Fun. And he was yeah. like, Hey, it was, I wish I still had the voice memo. I had it for such a long time and it's gone in the ether forever, but it was Probably. just like, hello, I'm, you know, your friend Christian <laughs> Rivera and I made this song for you and I thought maybe it would be matching your vibe and it would work with your show and he sent me this like 30 second guitar kind of pop punk like riff and I was like, yeah. oh, actually this is like, this is a jam. This I never used it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently not that good of a no, jam it was, after It was all. not a good bop apparently. <laughs> no, but it was like your, it was how we started talking though. You yeah. were just like, here's, here's some music. It, it, yes. It, it, I, I broke through. We started talking and it was just this, we just kept talking back and forth about our lives. And, um, you know, so this doesn't become behind the bedroom door. I don't want to get into too many details, but um, is, is that the yeah, only, too many pop punk details? Is that the OnlyFans version of this podcast behind the bedroom door? <laughs> yes, but it's like just uh, it's just photos of our unmade bed. Just yeah, basically. Yeah, and just like it's smell a vision where you just smell the dirty laundry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> lots of eyeshadow with this pop punk thing going lots on. Lots of eyeshadow, yes. swoopy bangs. Oh you know, yeah, it's very romantic for Valentine's Day. Cut my wrists Day. and black my eyes. The yeah. whole deal. You know, Very emo kids. Emo kids getting together, making podcasts. Uh-huh. I mean, what what's better than Pete Wentz after all? I mean, just like, you know, it's it's kind of perfect. Yeah, I think he would agree with you on that. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the aesthetic I've always gone for is the Pete Wentz. So it's just, it's how I live my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the haircut over the one eye and the spiked in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very you. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it suits me, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. There's a little glint in your eye once you swoop it past your face, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, our whole story is basically, you know, we didn't meet podcasting in the same room. We were talking about slightly different topics and then we just connected 
over those topics and then just mm-hmm. kept talking. And I think one of the first times we talked on the phone, it was like for eight hours straight. And we just, yeah, it was no, like this weird, it was on a Saturday. <laughs> it was on a Saturday and we just kept talking like mm-hmm. all day. I remember running my errands and stuff and we were just talking all day, like about everything and kind mm-hmm. of vetting each other too, because we had both been previously married and like in these relationships that were just, not not great not great um <laughs> and so we were talking about that because we were both lonely and needed a friend <laughs> i think yeah and we just started talking to each other like oh okay well what's what's your stance on like religion and what's your stance on i remember having all these deep conversations about everything because it was like well if we're gonna talk we're gonna talk yeah you know? i mean it, it's so much fun so much more fun to have a realized conversation and mm-hmm. like you know stances can you know, it can really open up the conversations that you need to have because it's never the full conversation. It's, it's, it's the foray into how, how do you handle these conversations and how do you do this? Um, and kind of what I was intrigued about was, you know, you're talking, you know, Hey, this, this long conversation happens, but you know, the thing that thing that starts that conversation is you have to see something in the other person before you have, a um you know vomiting information in each other for right. hours um <laughs> yeah. but oh, I could do that <laughs> oh yeah 100% and it's you know there's but there was something that you saw in what he was doing and what you saw that she was doing what what was the thing that you saw in what he was doing they were like oh yeah i'm ready for a conversation something else something might be there yeah i think for me it was the fact that so we were both talking about mental health and we were both very much in the space of working on it so i had just mental health mental, mental health. health working on it <laughs> working on it <laughs> working on it it's an inside job <laughs> Sorry. behind the bedroom door <laughs> but but there is something something to be said about that because yeah. it's it's never you know there's never a solution. It's a, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody goes through their own version of it in one form or another. But the fact that there's, there's that opening Mm -hmm. where you're open about it. Yeah. That shows a lot about somebody. Right. Yeah. That was really the thing is the more that we talked, the more it was like, Oh, this is someone who really values their internal processes and their growth and their own personal evolution. And that's always really interesting to me. I'm fascinated and really excited to talk to anybody who will talk to me about internal, emotional, mental health processes and all of those things, because those were things that I had to work through in order to stay alive, you know? So we vibed on that level. What what did you see in me, Christian? Well, there was a certain (laughs) ease and flexibility that I really appreciated about you didn't you think appreciate. i was like like a producer in la yeah or i just i had this feeling <laughs> i don't know i've i mean I, there was this vibe that you were being in like an account manager or something in la and you were just like living this flexible life and doing all these interesting things and i was juggling two babies in rural upstate new york yeah so kind of the same thing yeah um <laughs> so glitzy and glamorous so, glam. so, yeah. glitzy so glamorous glam. but uh you, juggling so many projects <laughs> one of the things that you were doing on your your station was was singing every once in a while oh, with yeah, jake I forgot about that and like you just have the most gorgeous singing voice like to hear her singing like rivers and roads in the shower while I'm just like typing. Which first of all, I'm like, stop! I'm trying to work. No, but, um, <laughs> so distracting. but no, no, it's actually like the most beautiful <laughs> thing. It does stop you in your tracks, though. So uh, to me, it's Once just the angel. Yeah, 
That's not my real singing voice. <laughs> it really should be. You should make that adjustment. Uh, In the arms of the angel. Got a lighter. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start singing. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but but yeah, your singing voice. Uh, you were just open and expressive and. Um, I think in some of the conversations, like I shared some very personal private things that I was concerned about, like yeah. in terms of my own personal past and history. And, and even with like, uh, we started talking about religion. I have a relationship with religion. That's very antithetical, like very I'm, different from my relationship, very different from your experience. And <laughs> right. you approached it from a curiosity angle, which most people have up to that point had not really approached that from a curiosity and compassion that mm-hmm. I had not personally experienced where it was just like, I, I, I can't believe people treated you that way. I can't believe they said that. Whereas most of the time I heard, I would hear a, you know, sort of, um, well, you know, they have good intentions and then like some sort of excuse to like defend them. Like, yeah. like people that I, that said awful things to me or did awful things to me. Whereas you were compassionate to my experience, which I was just not used to someone holding space for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the ability for that, for you to do that. That was an on like a thing that I was like, is this a fluke? And then we just kept talking and you just keep doing that. And to this day, you keep doing that. He's waiting like we, for it to be fake. Yeah. Just this, I'm playing the long game. This is. Right. Oh man, I yeah, it's that the long game, man. Switch man's gonna kind, come out any moment. The kind of destruction you can do with the long game, it's just like systematic down to the right. studs. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I haven't known both of you for that long, but I think that's something that grabbed me right away was that there's this truly earnest, um, truly earnest engagement that both of you do and it seems almost effortless Aww. when you're around it is that like the curiosity is uh, it's infectious almost because there's this you know it's almost like I can tell both of you have this like it's drive to like I just want to get involved I want to be I want to learn as much as I can about this other person yeah. mm-hmm. because it's it just there's something about that in somebody else that I don't know just is endlessly interesting well I, th- I think that's the other aspect of it is is for both of us i think uh, at varying speeds but for both of us this ability to adapt to the fact that we're not the same person that we were a month ago sometimes to various extremes like yeah. we evolve we change and you know to that end about you holding up a lot of space like i was just not used to people being comfortable with the fact that we change, we change our mind or we change our perspective or we're going in a different direction than we promised or thought we were going to go into. Or, uh, I mean, at one point I felt like I had the perfect life in California and then suddenly I was like, oh no, I'm a wreck inside. And right. on the outside change. it was perfect. But on, on the, the outside inside. it was perfect, then I needed to change. And the fact that I needed to change and then people in my life at that time were not willing to go with me. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're continuously coming with me when we are growing and shifting and changing not only with like what our creative ambitions are with what our uh, sales and business ambitions are, but like internally there's always shifts and changes. And I'm, I mean, I've got a lot of shadow stuff that I, that, that comes up through the pipe. So you hold a lot of space for that. And uh, I, I just want to express gratitude in this moment for that. Aww. 
Uh, I love you too. But uh, <laughs> there was also a question that you were going to answer that I just kind of took over. Oh no, it was great. I was just gonna I was gonna mention the fact that one of my favorite things about we got married a couple of years ago and we were just gonna elope because you know COVID and all that shit. Sure. And the, the pandemic, the panini. Um, <laughs> and all the various pan words that you can use yep. instead of pandemic. Um, the pansexual. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> um, we, we had this really beautiful small ceremony, which was really wonderful because I had had the experience in the past of having like a big ceremony and it was great and it was fun, but like this was just a totally different experience. Yeah. And I really appreciated that we wrote our own vows, but one of the central themes was that we were committed to each other's evolution yeah. continuously. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, I know that if I'm going to marry you and be married to you for a long time, that you're going to be different versions of yourself over and over and over again. And yeah. I want to commit to hold space for that. And that's one of my favorite things about our relationship is like, we're always evolving. Sometimes it stresses our kids out a little bit, but we're yeah. like always evolving. Yeah. I mean, again, we're very flexible. We ask a lot of questions. We have a lot of curiosity. Our kids are growing into a very different generation and there's a certain, I mean, they grew up in a very restricted experience. So, uh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, that would be a whole other. That's a whole no, other. And it's, <laughs> it, it is. It's interesting. Cause you know, you know, growing up in a, you know, small environment myself and you know, that, that journey of learning about yourself and continually changing. Uh, I, I, I love that process. Mm -hmm. Um, and having somebody who's endlessly curious about things around, mm -hmm. like I, I just can't help changing because, there's going to be something if you're open to learning about somebody else, there's going to be something that changes you mm -hmm. because you're truly open to learning. Right. And that, I think that openness is something that's hard to, it's hard to overvalue. I think that openness and that's something again, I've seen in like both of you is just this openness to want to want to let something into, mm -hmm. but that yeah. takes, that takes something too. You can't, you can't let stuff in without it affecting you too right. and being willing to give a part of yourself and absorb that is uh, challenging. It never stops either. Yeah. It never yeah. stops. It's this push pull relationship between like, can you just not grow right now? Like sometimes there's sometimes this feeling we're like, of like, are we both in an underworld shadow season right we're now? Going through like the real worst timing. Shit, and it's just like, can we just not, <laughs> uh, let's just watch Netflix and pretend it doesn't happen. But you know, one of the biggest things I learned about codependency is that like, usually so, uh, codependent relationships are this idea of like, I won't call you out on your shit if you won't call me out on mine. And I think like as much as there's a lot of space holding and respect for our individual growth process, we also kind of push each other at the same time. Yeah, we More really so these days in the past few years, like we're more willing to coach each other mm -hmm. and challenge as a part of that listening. Cause you'll call me out on like, that's just a story you keep telling yourself. You're lying to yourself. Stop doing that. Right. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that too. Oh, good. I'm glad that's helpful. <laughs> well, it's, it's the hard, you know, the hard truths and the hard won victories too, right. because it's, yeah. it can't be, one or the other, mm -hmm. you can't have hard truths without the hard victories because the hard victories are the ones you celebrate the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's like co-cultivating a garden all the time. It's like, there's always weeds that you have to pull up and be intentional about, but then at the same time, there's nourishment that's coming from it. 
all the time. And I mean, it is, you know, I kind of, I'll, I'll pull back the fourth wall where I was like hesitating on doing this episode Yeah. because I was like, oh, this is like too self-serving. I don't know if anyone's going to care, but ultimately like relationships and relating is very much a co-creative process. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people literally co-create to create a child and then you got to learn how to take care of that child. And, and that's an interesting creative process unto itself. Mm -hmm. But you know, this podcast you know, coming full circle for us, having met on a podcast um, or, or having done our individual podcasts, like we're co-creating something, you know, and uh, oh, with a whole network. So it's this big old polyamorous baby, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, we have the widest variety of everybody. The widest variety, but it comes together with this, like, you know, we're, we're starting to learn you and I how to collaborate mm-hmm. creatively and bringing all of that experience of like growing together through our mental health struggles, through the ego splits and ego challenges and all of that stuff. And we're learning how to really bring that all together in this creative process, not only as individuals, which is something you taught me, this idea of like our, our relationship is like we are individuals, but we're also nurturing this third entity of our relationship. And like this project is a, project of the third entity of our relationship it's like us Mm -hmm. it's like our 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 child creating this so meta this this drawing (laughs) and you're like oh that's so good and we actually want to help that get better we want to create an interesting project yeah for people to enjoy and that's what this is becoming Mm -hmm. i i think there's something fascinating so i get to sit on a lot of different shows as a sometimes active producer sometimes passive producer like this is, I love the opportunity to be an active producer on some of the shows yeah. and some of the shows I, I chime in once in an hour or none at all. And it's, I, I love seeing the shows change mm-hmm. because there is no, there is no getting better without changing. There's no getting better without the evolution of the dynamics of a show. And I, I love the opportunity to, you know, you know, nudge in a direction. Yeah. And it's it's those things that when you see them, you know, those nudges that we all do in our personal relationships, you learn, hey, this is the nudge that works for these people. Mm-hmm. This is the nudge that works for, you know, this nudge that works for Christians. This is the nudge that works for Molly. This is the nudge that works when I'm grabbing and pushing in a little direction. Mm-hmm. It's those those are the things when you start to learn those little things about people that those relationships become so rich yeah. because like when I see things turn the corner, it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's something when you get to know somebody in more detail, like those moments become really special. Yeah, absolutely. Truly. Oh, happy Valentine's day. Happy everybody. Valentine's day, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if there's anywhere else you want to go with it. I mean, this feels pretty good. No, this feels good. Thanks for listening to our story. Happy V day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. Love?